Last three weeks we've been on our Thanksgiving series, um, just on being thankful. I mean, I, you know, put a lot of time and effort to come up with that title, thankful, you know, during Thanksgiving. There's a lot of effort involved in that. But I couldn't come up with anything better. And uh, thankfulness, thankfulness is a weapon. It's a weapon that we have that in the midst of situations and things that come against us, that that thankfulness is there to get our minds off of problems and, and, think, and, and the way things appear to be and get our, our focus over onto what God says is true. You know, be anxious for nothing. This one of the scriptures in the last three weeks that we've read. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with that thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God that passes all of your understanding stands guard over your heart and mind. That, that's what happens, that the, the, the lack of peace is what tries to disrupt us and get us out of faith and get us out of our focus on God in the midst of what we face. Like I've said earlier, things come against the righteous and the unrighteous. As we talked about last week, we're defined in how we go through the things that we face. Everybody faces situations and issues in life. But how we go through those are what define us. And I don't know about you, but I, I, I want my life defined as a result of passing life's tests. And as we say this around here a lot, the tests that are in life itself are open book. We don't have to face the tests and trials and the issues of life not knowing how to deal with them. But it's in the moment that we've got to pay attention to that still small voice and what the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to us in the moment as the answer to what we face. Many times we'll face something on a specific day that we've never faced before. Or maybe it's something that we face, but we face it in a little bit different way. In the moment, the Holy Spirit is there to empower us to walk through something. It's, it's not that no one, there's not anybody on the planet that's not going to walk through things. But, and, and, and the things you walk through, the issues that you walk through, they will not make you. It's God in the midst of what you face that will make you. Amen? And we've got to learn that because our lives are either defined by God in the midst of situations or the situations will define you. And what happens is you come out of those situations bitter, bitter towards God and bitter towards people instead of living, living this high life that God created us to live. But how we come through things are what define us. And so I kind of thought I was done with this message, but I'm kind of not. Amen? So... <clears throat> we're going we're gonna to finish this today. I'd like to just acknowledge mine and Becky's dear friends, Ronnie and Shirley and Moore from Word of Love in Fort Worth, Texas. We, we love them and appreciate them very, very, very much. Amen. So glad that you guys are here today. And, and uh, you know how God is. He'll just give you a word for somebody, you know, and so... I'm, I'm, yeah, you've heard about that before. So, so I got a word for you today. So, you know, I, I'm just going to be real bold and blunt and to the point, and then you can pay me back later. No, <laughs> he used to tell me, "Be scared, be afraid." Um, 
But um, I kept hearing the word as I was in worship today. I was minding my own business. Didn't want to have a word. But I kept hearing the word multi, multi-dimensional. Okay. And as I was just, as that kept going over in my mind, I said, what, Lord? What do you want me to say about that? And the Lord told me to say to you that your best days are ahead of you. Amen? Your best days. And you're not going to preach forgiveness. You're going to preach faith. You are, or whatever you're doing, I mean, you know, in, in regards to that. You're living forgiven, because I'm telling you today, you're forgiven. But you're going to preach faith. But you're going to go from one situation to the next situation where you may just preach a message. Then you'll be in another place, and you may do nothing but signs, wonders, and miracles. You may be in the next place and you may prophesy, but your whole life in ministry in the days ahead is multidimensional. And, and the two of you and the anointing on both of you together is going to be stronger than it's ever been before. And I, I know I heard this, okay? I don't even know if this is scriptural or if it even makes sense. But every seed that you've sown through the years, God's never forgotten. And every seed of the word and prophecy that has been spoken, they're all coming to pass. In the name of Jesus, every word you've ever spoke is coming to pass. And I'm telling you, I heard that so clear in my spirit that your strongest days best days is a little cliche, but your strongest days are before you. Amen? I'm telling you, than you've ever seen. Amen? Ever. Love you both. Amen. So, <clears throat> I thought I was going to give you that at the end, but it was bugging me, so I had to get clear in my mind. And Now I can preach. <clears throat> so, So this, this thing about being defined, is, is, it's, it's huge to me. Um, because I, I, don't, I don't want the world, I don't want the world and, its, and the situations in the world to, to frame me. I want my world to be framed by this. I don't want the situations in the world to define me. I, I, I don't want something that someone else does to me to define who I am. I am who I am because of what God did for me, and so are you. And you can either let the world define you and the situations that you face, or you can allow God to define you. And it, it's, it's a lifelong journey and adventure of being defined. It's not something that's just in a short period of time. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm telling you today, 
in 37 plus years of salvation that the key definitions of my life and who I really am are just beginning to happen. A lot of foundational work that was done to prepare for, for such a time as this. And, and I believe all of us should see our lives that way because, because your life never, it never quits developing. And the people that just don't quit are the ones that reap. And you're going to reap at different times in your life certain things. But the true reaping is, is that you're as the Apostle Paul at the end of his life. He said, I, I, I fought the fight, I kept the pace and the course, and I finished it. God wants in this life for you and I to finish this thing. He, he wants us to finish this with no bitterness, no guile, no jealousy, no, no unforgiveness in our hearts, no blame game, life, and attitude, you know. He wants us to finish this thing strong because, man, everybody's watching you. Everybody is watching what you're doing. You don't realize the people that are watching your life. Everybody around you watches you and you don't even realize it. That's why we have to finish strong. That's why we've got to overcome in 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 situations and allow not the world and circumstances to define us, but God and His Word and the Holy Spirit in, in us. I've said this to you in the last few months over and over and over again. It's one thing to have a knowledge of the Word in our heads, but it's another thing to know how and to be confident of the voice of the Spirit revealing that Word to us when we need it. You know, I don't know if you've ever been in traffic for three hours, but there's a lot of things that can surface when you're sitting in a car, especially with a bunch of other people, and there's no bathrooms around, <clears throat> and, you know, anxiety can kind of set in, you know, just being anxious just because you can't do anything, and then, you know, when you try to go down the grass and over onto the frontage road, and then the frontage road ends, and then you have to get back into traffic because you're trying to fix this situation. <clears throat> now, now is where what the word says, <laughs> let patience have its perfect work. And you've got to work patience in times like that, right? Because if not, if not, you can, how many vehicles do you think? I mean, as far as I can see on our side of the road, not those people those unfair people that were just blowing by on the other side. <clears throat> but on our side of the road, as far as I could see in this direction, as far as I could see in that direction, it was backed up for three plus hours. How many cars do you think that left there that created horrible Thanksgiving weekends with their families because of the strife and division that got stirred up in their cars? <laughs> I got I to... I, I got a, a percentage from, from the gallery out here. <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. Right? But you know what? There's one family that is really at loss, and it's the family whose 
the husband, the father, probably whoever he was that lost his life in the accident that caused all that. And you know, in the car sitting there for three hours, and then, you know, Siri told me what happened, and she explained to me the, the accident and who died and the whole thing. I mean, she gave me all the details. And I thought to myself, how thankful I am that the angels of God empower us and protect us. And we, we could have been right there. I mean, it was just a ways up. I mean, you know, there were some things that day that slowed us down a little bit. I mean, we could have been right there in the natural, right? But no, the angels but know the voice of the Spirit of God because we hear the voice of God and we do what God says and we learn it every day and we frame our world and we're confident in those things, see? But at the same time, there's so many people that don't understand that. And so I found myself just praying for that man based on the information that I had, being thankful for his family and the peace over his family and whatever, whoever was involved in that. And those things can frame us or they can make us. Can you say amen? They can frame us by the world or they can make us in God. So, I just want to read a couple of verses of Scripture that we read last week, and then I want to just finish it with one that I didn't read last week. Um, 1 Peter 5 says... Casting, verse 6 says, casting all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. Our greatest obstacles can produce our best days if we learn to cast every care. If we learn to cast every care. Our greatest obstacles can produce our best days if we learn that God can take care of every situation you face better than you can. And if we cast it, and then we listen to him, then he reveals to us how to deal with whatever needs to be dealt with on our part. But I'm telling you, you can't do his part. And if you try to figure everything out and fix everything, you're messing up the plan and the process. See, we're joint heirs with him. He has his part, which he's already done, and then we have our part. But our part is to listen to him and allow him to reveal to us what we need in the midst of what we face. And part of that is casting every care every single time, learning to do that and developing that. Our greatest obstacles can produce our best days if we realize that our life and what we face is not as bad as someone else's, like the person, the people, and the family, and the family members that lost the guy. We were three hours in the car and uncomfortable, but we're alive. Amen? There's a guy that's not alive today. And there's a story that we read last week out of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, I mean chapter 11. And it's the story of the Apostle Paul and all the things that he went through. And I just want to read that again to you, starting with verse 17. That's 1 Corinthians. Starting with verse 22. Now are they Hebrews, so am I. Are they Israelites, so am I. Are they the seed of Abraham, so am I. 
Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, perils of the Gentiles, and in the city, in the wilderness, in the sea, and among false brethren, in weariness, in toil, and in sleeplessness often, in hunger and in thirst, in fastings often, in cold and in nakedness, verse 28, besides the other things. What comes upon me daily that is tied to my deep concern for all the churches? Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is made to stumble and I do not burn with indignation? If I must boast, I will boast in the things which concern my infirmity. Notice, he says all that stuff, and I can tell you today, at least you can be thankful that your life wasn't as the Apostle Paul's. Right? I mean, so we can be thankful for that. But notice he said, not just those things, but the things that I experience on a daily basis that have to do with the concerns and the needs of others. And God is desiring in our walk that is defining us to see the need in ministering to people, in being there for people, in allowing our lives to be a light to other people. Like I said, you don't know how much the people are watching you. And if the world is defining you and it's creating bitterness and it's keeping things in your life instead of you being set free, people are watching that. Our attitudes and the way we treat other people and how other people's responses, how that affects us. So often, someone can respond in a certain way and then we want to, then people in general want to blame people because of what they did, why they responded in a negative way. See, what's happening is people in their situations are defining you instead of you define you being defined by allowing the love of God and the passion. Paul said, There's a lot of things that I go through on a daily basis in having concerns for the people. There are a lot of issues that you face in life that are the result of people, but he said, he said, I glory in, if I glory in anything, it's not because of what my resume is, it's because of how big God is in the midst of what I face. Twelfth chapter, just turn over a page, or it's the same page. He said, and we talked about this last week, but I just want to make this one point, talked about the thorn in the flesh that, w- that was ministered to him. Concerning this thing in verse 8, he said, I pled with the Lord three times that it might depart from him. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake, for when I'm weak, he said, then I'm strong. And we went through this last week, but I want to make this point as I, 
as I bring this together today in this, this other thing that I believe God wanted me to say. And, and I made this point that a lot of times people, when you read these passages, people take it wrong. And, and what they hear is that, well, you know, I'm going to go through all these bad things that Paul gloried in the tribulation and, and the tough times. And, and in other words, what you read there is that he really enjoyed being stoned to death out at the corner of the town. He didn't enjoy that. But he said, when I'm weak, when I, when I could do nothing else, God became strong and he drew from his strength. See, what defines me in God on a day-to-day basis, notice he said, day-to-day I deal with these things. Anybody deal with things on a day-to-day basis? I'm telling you, whether you believe you do or not, you do. But what defines me in a good way and what causes me to mature and to grow up and to increase in my life on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis is how I relate to and respond to the issues that I face. The things that, that I face or the, or, or the issues that come my way, when, when they seem to want to overpower me and overtake me, God is always there. Whether you're aware of it or not, God is always there. And I have the ability to, to flip a switch in the moment and allow God's strength to overtake my weakness. When I don't know what to do, when I don't have the ability in the natural, when I think all is lost, when I think I can't handle this thing, when I, when I think that what someone else has done to me is bigger than God, in the moment I have the ability to flip a switch and say, you know what? God says this. God's word says this. Whatever he's speaking to me is more, becomes more real to me than what I'm facing and what I'm looking at or what I'm listening to. And When I say flick a switch, when I when I at different times in my in my walk when something was tough and I let the toughness of that situation get the best of me, I thought I thought that I was doing God's word. I thought that I was listening to God. I thought in those times when it seemed like the situations were bigger. I thought that I was, I was turning my focus and my attention toward God. But what I realized was I was trying to. Today, in my walk with God, as the Word has become more real, what I've learned to do now is to yield to what the Word says as it's revealed to me by the voice of the Spirit. God's always awake, He's never asleep, and He's always speaking if we're listening. So everything that I face, there's an answer if I'll learn to listen and learn to yield. See, so many times I was trying through my works and maybe my confessions, and I'm, I'm all for confessing the Word, but I'm for confessing the Word to get your mind renewed and get your spirit man built up with an understanding of what God's Word says so that in the moment... When a right word at a right time needs to be revealed to me, it's there. It's like a switch is flicked. It's like you turn a light switch on. In that moment, you and I have the ability, if we, on a day-to-day basis, we, we learn to yield to God, 
to give Him place in our life. We learn to allow His Word to have first place in our life. Then in those difficult moments, we have the strength and ability to flick the switch. Because what we're doing is yielding to His strength instead of trying to do it ourselves. I'm going to say that again. We're yielding to His strength. He said, Paul said, when I'm weak, then am I strong. You know, he didn't say, I'm weak for 19 weeks, and then I'm strong. No, he said, I'm weak, and then I'm strong. Sounded like a switch to me. I'm weak, but I can be strong. I'm weak, but he's strong, so that makes me strong. When I'm weak and I can't do things because I feel overwhelmed, boom, flick a switch, I'm strong. Weak, strong. Weak, strong. Everybody say, I'm strong. I choose to be strong. I don't know about you. I've had some really, really bad days in the last 37 and a half years. I've had some really rough, overwhelming days. But I'm telling you, I'm strong. Amen? Why? Because I haven't quit. If you're strong today, it's because you haven't quit. If you're here, if you're sitting here today, if you're breathing, you know, I think you're all breathing. If you're here and you're breathing today, it's because you didn't quit. And if you hadn't quit, then you're strong. Because whatever he is, I am. If he's strong, then me too. <laughs> if he's strong and he's on top and he's, he is the strength that I need, then I'm strong with that strength because I choose to be. If you choose to meditate and talk about and moan and groan and complain about the things that we face, everybody faces stuff. Everybody's in the same boat. Paul said, your brethren in the world are facing the same kind of stuff that you face. But who's going to choose flick the switch. I choose to walk in his strength instead of allowing circumstances to weigh me down. Paul said this in Galatians 2 in verse 20. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not, verse 21, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, in other words, through my great efforts and me trying to accomplish everything myself, if it comes through that, then Christ died in vain. But because he didn't die in vain, so it's not did he or didn't he, no, he didn't. He didn't die in vain. And the grace of God, I declare today, is increasing in your life, so you're becoming more aware of what He did instead of what the mistakes that you made. You're more aware today of the things that He accomplished and how He overcame instead of focused on how rough and bad other things are. Because listen, every day, I mean multiple times a day, probably a dozen or 15, some of you maybe 20, 30, 40 times in a day, you can be stirred up and upset about something. Is that going to define you? Are the issues that you face every day going to define you? Or is God revealing himself in the moment going to show you how big and strong that he really is? Because how can you know how strong God is if you've got it all worked out? You won't. And there's not anybody in here that's not faced something in the past. You're, not, you're either facing something today or you're going to face something in the and not just one or two things, multiple things. Because we live in a world of stuff, of a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of junk and stuff in the world, 
and you're going to face that stuff, but we're facing it with the answers and the empowerment to be able to go through it. Not, not go around it, not go try to over the top or run away from it, but we have the strength to overcome it when we face it in the middle and we allow God's Word to be switched on. We allow God's voice to become alive. We allow Him and His Word, Spirit and truth, to be revealed to us in the moment to give us the strength to be able to overcome. I used to think, honestly, in my early years of, of, of walking with God, I used to think that there were certain things that there was no way I was going to overcome. And not just in my early years. I've thought that throughout my walk with God. Like you come up against something, you think it's like pressing you and, and, and overcoming you in a situation, and you feel like, you know what? I can't get over this. I'm not going to be able to get over I'm talking about you, you, you start thinking these thoughts. There's not anything that God didn't pay the price for. Amen? I mean, how long do we want to tolerate certain things? Man, I know. I mean, I, there's some things I tolerated for years. And one day, boop. So it don't matter when the switch gets turned on and you realize that you have the victory. You're still going to have to use your faith. You're still going to have to yield to the voice of God and, and to what the Holy Spirit is giving you in the moment. You're still going to have to yield to it, but I'm telling you, it's there for you, and the more you do it, the more you'll do it. The more you yield to Him instead of the circumstance and how something looks, the more you'll yield to Him. Because I'm telling you, when it produces the answers that we need, why would you want, why would you want to move in a direction that's not going to give you the answer when you're getting the answer from Him? And He becomes real to us. I want it more every day of my life. I want to be defined by God and His Word and not the circumstances of life. Amen? Ephesians 4, and I'm going to end with this. Verse 22. Ephesians 4 and 22. I want you to just see these three things in, in these verses right here. There's several others, but I'm going to just give you three. Verse 22, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. There are issues in life where we're not honest with ourselves. And the number one reason that you're not honest with yourself is because you don't understand, and I'm, I'm just telling you by experience, where I've not been honest with myself at times is because I've not known how much God loves me. When you lack the revelation of how much God has paid for you, there's no reason to lie. And I want to say this. Some people don't think they're liars. But when you're not honest with yourself, you're a liar. You may not be telling big, hairy lies and things that are not true, but when you're not honest with yourself, you're living a lie. And many times, 
there are people around you, and this time of a year, Thanksgiving and Christmas, a lot of times we get around family members or friends or people we haven't seen in a, in a long time, and, and we just kind of tolerate stuff, and we, we live lives, and we act like we love people, and we really don't. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm just being honest with you, you know, it's the absolute truth. We act like we feel a certain way, but yet, but yet inside we have this thing. And, and so much of the time, those issues that we carry around all year long until Thanksgiving and Christmas are the things that kind of define us throughout the year. And, and I know this because I just give you this little small little testimonial about 10, 11 years ago. I was at a family gathering that I didn't want to go to. And uh, I allowed strife to be stirred up in our car as we were driving there because I didn't want to go. It was with my family, my side of the family. I didn't want to go there. Hadn't seen most of those people in years and years. Didn't like them. Didn't know why I didn't like them. I just didn't like them, you know. Didn't have any clue why, you know. But I didn't like them, and I had an attitude towards them. It was about 12 years ago. And we get to the, we get there, and I have a bad attitude, and somehow, long story short, somehow God arrested my spirit. He rested me, rested my soul. And he said, you know what? Everybody's watching you. Because I, was, I am the patriarch of my family on my side. Nobody was born again. I got born again first, and I'm the patriarch. And he said, everybody's watching everything you're doing. And right now, you're failing. <laughs> <laughs> Miserably. <laughs> and it started with my kids and my wife, and, you know, it was, I was just, I was miserable, and I wanted everybody else to know I'm miserable. There's a dishonesty there. Because you're not honest with how you feel, and, and a lot of times, listen to what I'm saying, a lot of times, when, when we're able to figure out why we feel the way we feel, you get liberated, and you don't even really have those feelings toward people you just thought you did. <laughs> you just thought you carried them along. <laughs> you just thought you had that attitude. The problem is you didn't know them. And all those people I didn't think I liked, they're all a bunch of good people because now we're all great friends and everything's great. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's great. The problem is there's no perfect families or relationships, or, or whatever. And the more honest you can be, I, I'm not talking about going and dumping all your stuff to somebody and saying, okay, I feel this way, I hate you, and you're this, and that. No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying be open to be, allow it to come out and be honest. Because there's something, there's something I learn every time I gather with family, every single time. When, I, um, when I'm on my way there, God always tells me, now, I want you to get better with that one. No, 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 I'm okay with that one. I, I want to just enjoy everybody else. No, no, I want you to get better with this one. Well, you know, if they get better, then I'll get better. No, 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 I want you to get better with this one. And I've learned through the years. And this time when I went to a family gathering, I got better with this one, and I'm a better person because of it. Because why? Because I got honest with myself and realized there were things in me that was hindering even a little bit more. And if I told you what the situation that was a little bit of hindrance, you might think, well, that's no big deal. I got about half a dozen of those. But I'm just saying, the more you open up and you're honest and there's no lying, there's no end to what can happen. And where does that come from? From the renewing of your mind on a constant basis as our minds are renewed. 
He said, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. What happens is when we're not honest, we're angry. And then we let the sun go down on our wrath. I'm going to say it again. When we're not honest, we're angry. And we let all kinds of things get stirred up and happen. There's a whole other piece to that, but we won't look at that right now. In verse 29, and let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good and necessary for edification, that you may impart grace to those who hear you. That's why God wants your life defined so that you can, you can impart grace and the mercy of God into the lives of people so that people can grow up and be set free. Listen, when you're not moved by things, it makes other people around you more comfortable to not be moved by things. You know, before I was saved, man, I'd used every four-letter word in the book. It was just part of my upbringing. We just learned all those words, you know. When I learned to speak Spanish, you know, I learned all the ugly words first, you know. I mean, and, 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 and along the way, you know, I just, that was just a part of my makeup. And I got born again, and that didn't necessarily change. But over time, I got rid of that. And now, today, when I get around other people, that have that kind of vocabulary, you, you don't, you don't, I'm not there to cramp their style. I know exactly what it's like. They're not even aware of what they say. i got a lot of family members. They don't even realize the words that they use and the things around me. It's just part of their vocabulary. But the more they get around you, over time, all of a sudden, they almost apologize for what they're saying, and they don't even know why they're doing it. And what is it? It's the presence of God. It's the conviction. It's the definition of your life that's making a difference in theirs. I'm telling you today... In this time of thanksgiving, God, is, God has established you and I to be people that will live this life, do the things that God created us to do and be, so that we can be the difference in our world. Not make a difference, be the difference. God was the difference, now God is in us to be the difference. And out there, we can talk the talk and we can tell people all about everything about God and how great God is and all these kind of things. But if they're not seeing it in us, if they're not seeing the lying being laid down, if they're not seeing the anger being removed, the bitterness being removed, the unforgiveness, and the, if they're not seeing that in our lives, then, then you can talk all you want to, but it's not going to draw them. It's not going to draw them to God. Yeah, they're going to be drawn to you, but when they're drawn to you, what you're doing is drawing them to, to God. And that's what we need during this time and this season. There's a lot of people that are unhappy and unhealthy and no healthy relationships, and they need to see people love God, love their family, love the people around them, and learn to lay things down. Because every one of us in here, we could have lists that like were scrolls that we rolled out of all the things that we feel about certain people. But where are our list of the things that we're choosing to write down and to believe in, and to believe in people, and believe the best in people on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm telling you, you're empowered to be able to do that, and the switch is there. It's ever there and ready at your command as you choose to choose God and not the situations and the circumstances in life. Can you say amen?